What's up out there, podcast world? You're now listening to Patina Cole Presents Stay With Me, and I'm your host, Dennis. And today, it's going to be solo bolo. I'm coming at you all by myself. <laughs> we got some other podcasts here that I need to edit up, get them done up. We have one with my little cousin. We got K2, and uh, we go over the story in which is part of another story that my brother and I told once before about when we took out the old school GSXR. And uh that was the <laughs> that was a good good time, bad time. Yin and yang type situation, but when he was over here not too long ago, I got him sat down and he was reliving that and we were just basically talking about crotch rockets and the crotch rocket life because we've owned them we've ridden them and we've had a lot of fun on those so i'm gonna get that edited up and get that posted we also have a podcast with my dad my uncle which is my dad's brother my brother and of course k2 which is my uncle kevin's son so my cousin and we were all sitting out at the fire pit here at the house. And it was just, it was a fun, cool conversation that we all were having. And I tapped into, you know, a little bit of what dad and uncle Kevin as brothers were doing in the hot rod scene back in the day. They told some pretty cool stories. I think you guys will enjoy those. I have to edit it up because I recorded over two and a half hours worth of conversation. This was last weekend as a matter of fact and we had just gotten back from the first ever patina code slash car media car show that we had put on up here in the area chevy dealer at gastorf chevrolet and after the show was over it was pretty awesome you know the turnout from this show people came and it was raining, not a steady downpour of rain. It was a hit and miss spot shower here and there. And there was some bad ass rides at this car show that, you know, you look at the cars that were there and you were like, holy shit. You couldn't believe that they'd came out because most car shows, when it's a call for rain, the high end type vehicle doesn't make it out there. And when those cars showed up, I was like, holy shit. The only problem was that, uh, you know, most of those cars were in the same class. So we made some handmade trophies. All the classes that took, there was nine classes. So for every class that won first place was a handmade trophy. And for those of you that have been, you know, that are a part of the whole team of Patina Code that follow me on Instagram and that check out all the stuff that's happening on Facebook. You've seen the trophies that I had made. My man, Chris Dugan, made some dope trophies. I brought a couple over here, put some finishing touches on them, you know, just to put a little more uh, stuff to them to make them more. And the people at the show loved them. So back to what I was saying, though, you know, you had these cars that were pretty much all in the same class and only one of those cars could win the first place trophy. Now for each class, there was nine classes. We also had a second and third place trophy for those, which those trophies I went ahead and bought from a trophy company. And the thing I did with the trophies, this was my thing on the whole car show thing. We're, you know, Chris and I, Patina Code and Car Media, we're nobodies. You know, the people that know us are you guys, which is the people that know us. We're not like a worldwide phenomenon. We're not even a statewide phenomenon. We, I, yeah, well, hell, we might be a countywide phenomenon. Like Patinico, people know who I am. Like when I show up at car shows, they like, oh, what's up, man? They're like, oh, you know, because they know. When they see zero, they like, ah. they looking like, oh, you know, but rat body, you see rat body. And then, of course, my dad, he's got rat body, too. And we're patina rods, but 
our car show, Chris and I's car show, was the first car show here in Missouri that actually had a patina rod class. So there's a difference between rat rod and patina rod. Most people see rat body. And so it's a 1952 Chevrolet Advanced Design truck. And it's rusted out. You know, it's not rusted out, but it's rusted. It has patina on it. <laughs> and when you see that truck, most people around here is like, oh, that's a badass rat rod. That's rat rod, right? Oh, man, that rat rod's badass. It's not a rat rod because it has all of its original body parts to it. It has its fenders, its bed, its bulkhead, its tailgate. It has its original doors. It has the original front fenders, hood, grill, so on and so forth. So it's a 52 Chevy truck. It's just rusted, patinaed. It's what they call it now. And that's what it is. It's a patina rod. But here in Missouri, you know, the whole rat rod patina rod is still relatively new, but not that new. People know rat rod. That's what they know. Rat rod. A rat rod is something that has taken all different parts from different vehicles and been put together to make this running, driving, badass vehicle. For example, you have a, I don't know, 1932, I don't even know. But you guys that's out there listening to me, you know rat rods from patina rods. But, uh, you know, you let's just say you got a Model A body. And then... You have a 1951 Chevy grill up front. You got a chopped channel body on the thing. So it's dragging the ground. You got a big Dodge motor board out to the hilt with supercharger, a Hawaiian supercharger on there. Big ass headers, maybe some lake pipes coming off the side and just whatever cobbled. But when I say cobbled, I mean cobbled in the right way, right? That's a rat rod. And, you know, when we said we're going to do this car show, I was like, we got to have a patina rod and a rat rod class. Show love to both sides of the game. And my thought was to draw this line in the sand to bring about awareness, you know. So, the thing about it is, <laughs> we had some people come in and they had some pretty cool C10 trucks and they were patina rods. They went into the class of building progress. And I get it because one of them was kind of three quarters of the way done but it was running driving and then the other ones were just c10s but and you could see they had been doing a little work to them getting them together but they weren't trying to do anything like high-end show quality like you know strip it completely down you know get the paint straightened out fill it full of filler and epoxy and get it completely straight they were just doing the little things uh fixing the seats in it and doing the wiring and things like that well we didn't have enough time to go around and look at everybody that came and one of my missions was going to be to go out look at the field and maybe offer suggestions to the people that were participating in the show and be like yo you're in the build and progress class but maybe you might consider moving to patina rod class so you know i didn't get a chance to do that so some of these build in progress vehicles could have very easily entered into the patina rod class and won a trophy uh it was fun it was a good time we're gonna have another car show because here's the thing that happened here as i said you had 
uh, multiple vehicles all piling into all these classes that they thought that they had a shot at winning in. So what that left was we had nine classes and a first, second, third place trophy for every one of those classes. So nine times three is 27. And we ended up with, I don't even know how many, I think I got 13 trophies left over because of people didn't go into certain classes that they should have. So <laughs> my new mission is to raise the awareness of Patina Rod. And, you know, perhaps, you know, this next show that's coming up this September, I don't know the exact date, but it will be in September 2021. And we're having another show because for one, we we got pissed on for the first show, which was on the 15th of May. And what I mean by pissed on is, you know, we had spot showers uh, throughout the course of the day. And it was a little chilly. I ain't gonna lie. It was a little chilly out there. So we're hoping for a better turnout come this September. We're hoping for some better weather, actually. The turnout was great. We established over 40 cars, and that was awesome. And we still raised money for the charity, which was the plan, which was the goal. And also it was the plan and the goal to get the name Patina Code and Car Media out there. And I think we did really well. The show went off pretty good. Uh, there was people that were commenting on Facebook and everything that they liked the show. They enjoyed the show. And that's that really that's the coolest thing about that. And we got, like I said, to raise the money for the charity. That was what's cool. So this September 2021, we're going to have another Patina Code slash Car Media show. And it'll be the name the same. I think that's going to be our running name for our shows. It's titled Anything With Wheels. And that means anything with wheels. You got it. Bring it. <laughs> and you be in the action, man. So that's all about what's been going on for those of you who are again following me on instagram you have might have been accustomed to me doing the daily updates and progress reports on what it is that i'm doing but i've been doing a lot of things as i always say i've been doing a lot of things in the background there's a lot of things going on in the background right now Tomorrow, <laughs> we got something pretty cool coming up that's been happening in the background. I really don't want to talk about it because, you know, that's tomorrow's action. And not to say that I don't want to jinx it because I don't believe in all that jinxing and stuff and hocus pocus, uh, yada, 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 superstition stuff. I don't believe in none of that. But. The reason why I don't want to say about what might be happening for me is because it hasn't happened yet. I don't want to say, hey, I'm going to be doing this. And then when that happens, <laughs> it doesn't happen because of whatever reason. And then I become the false prophet. And that's my mission the whole time. You know me. I like to shoot straight shit. I don't want to be the false prophet telling you things kind of like the weather man forecasting what's going to happen and then the day comes and then whatever they said happened does not happen and you're like man what the hell right i mean where else can you get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year to be wrong and nobody cares as far as the person that's hired you to do this right so weather man i don't know what they make i know they make good money i know they make hundred thousand dollars a year because for real weather men are actually smart and weather women are smart individuals they had to do extensive college course training on the weather the atmosphere the stratosphere the stroposphere if that's a thing yeah they know astronomy they know they know shit they could take what they know and probably do something else and get paid just as much but they are paid to be weathermen 
and weather women and forecast the weather. So to forecast the weather, you, you know, you have to have a, you know, some sort of understanding of, uh, well, what we know of, which is the jet stream, high pressure, low pressure, watching the wind conditions, estimating how that's going to affect things. The temperature from Canada has an adverse effect on the low pressure system as the jet stream travels from the PNW, the Pacific Northwest. It comes down, swoops. So for us in St. Louis, we're right there in the middle. So we catch hell. And so they know all this stuff. And then you have all the tropical winds that come up from the south. And so when hot meets cold, it's never anything good. So it just depends which one's got the most punch. If it's the hot weather or the cold weather, that picks what type of weather you're going to have. And like I say, much respect to the weather men and weather women of the world. You got a hard job. I'm just giving you shit. But where else can you get paid $100,000 a year to be wrong? I don't know what percent of the time. Never mind that. But you get paid to be wrong with no repercussions. You don't get fired because you said, hey, it's going to rain Tuesday. And then Tuesday comes and it's 100 fucking degrees outside. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. As humans, as people, we're fickle. You say, oh, it's going to rain Tuesday and it's 100 degrees. Nobody gives a shit. Now you say, hey, man, on Wednesday, it's going to be 100 degrees. And then it rains. Now people are pissed. Because you just fucked up the Cardinals game, right? You got people that was coming to watch the Cardinals. Now they're like, fuck that. I ain't going down there sitting in the rain tarp and all this old bullshit. I can watch that shit from the house. You know what I mean? So it's an adverse effect on things. But, but like I said, much respect to the weather people of the world forecasting. And that's for every city and every country in our little small rock of the world we call Earth. I came on here just to say what's up to everybody. And uh, I hope you guys are all doing well. You all are progressing on your projects. There's been a lot of stuff going on. The, you know, the coronavirus is all but gone now, right? I mean, it's not, but that's the way, that's the you know, consensus I got around here. Everybody's, well, quite honestly, around here where I live, everybody's always been out and about. There's people that's got their masks on and whatnot, and that's fine. But, you know, as as a whole, I've been noticing like a lot of things are starting to pick up and things are starting to vibe. I can tell you one thing for sure, two things for certain. The aftermarket was not hurt by the coronavirus. I know that that was kind of like a concern, like, OK, what's getting ready to happen here? But the aftermarket has really done well in, well, the sales of their aftermarket equipment. I mean, you know, look at it. You, before the stimulus, people were shut in at the house. They couldn't go to work. Maybe some jobs and stuff. Some companies were still paying people to sit home. Bottom line is what I'm getting at is that people said, shit, man, I'm stuck here at the house. And you hear that diesel going down in the Jake break. Don't make no damn sense, man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. If I was on the highway, I'd be Jake breaking like a motherfucker. Anyway, yeah, man. Like what I was saying, though. People were sitting at home, shut in. They got these projects to build, and they're like, "Oh, I can't go to work for the next two weeks. I'm gonna pull this thing out and start working." And then ends up, well, I can't go back to work for another two weeks. You get a little further before you know it. Hey, let me call these people up here and uh, order these parts. Get this shit on the road here. And then they parts start showing up. And vehicle starts coming together. I've seen so many people and so many people have hit me up and sent me pictures and let me know. Yo, I've made it so far on this vehicle. It's been sitting for the past four years and I'm almost done with it all the time, all over. And it's not, you know, everybody, you can look on anybody's page and people that were dormant with the building all of a sudden it's got this resurgent. Even, you know, like I said, some of it didn't have to do with the coronavirus money from the government, the stimulus, but a lot of it did. People took that money and was like, shit, I'm going to finish my hot rod. And who blames you? 
<laughs> I don't. I was I I spent some of my stimulus money on uh different parts, but most of the stuff I had for my vehicle I had already bought and done had, you know, and that's why it's going together as fast as it does. But uh shit man, I don't blame you. You took stimulus money and you bought aftermarket parts to put on your vehicle. More power to you, man. I guess, you know, if people didn't need the money to take care of finances and support their family and you got a hot rod sitting, shit, you might as well spend the money on that. You'd be a damn fool if you didn't. I can tell you that much. And like I say, who blames you? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like uh, seeing everybody get that, regardless of, you know, why and how you decide to start building on your project. You're building on your project and you're completing a task that you started no matter how many months ago or whatever the case. Some people, you know, there's always going to be those people, you know, sitting there in the background. Oh, well, he wouldn't have done that if he ain't got stimulus money. Well, guess what? Who gives a shit? We all hit the lottery for once. But I am going to tell you this, though. And this is real life. All that stimulus money they handing out and all that cool shit. Yeah, it's cool. But we're all going to end up paying for it in the end. You know, we have the conversation like I had with my dad. You know, you got fast food joints around here. You know, they want to pay somebody $16 an hour, $15 an hour to work at McDonald's, Burger King, whatnot. No fault to them, but you want to pay that kind of money to somebody to work in a fast food joint. And that's fine. Cool. Whatever. I believe people, you know, I think everybody should make all the same money. But you can't do that because then you will never have, you know, somebody above or below you, you know. You can't have everybody be the same because the world, you know, the world don't work like that. So anyway, you got these people making $16 an hour flipping burgers, as it's commonly called. And cool. All right. Here's the problem with that. The $1 hamburger, it ain't no more. Now it's a $2.38 hamburger. So what happens is these companies have to compensate for the money that they were willing to pay these employees. And the only way to compensate for that, because I can guarantee you the owners are not going to take a loss. So the only way to compensate for paying somebody $15 an hour to flip some burgers is to raise the price of the burger. So nobody in the end, nobody is making any more money. It may look like that on paper, but then when you look at it, nobody is making any more money. So quite simply, if a person was making $1, the hamburger has to cost $1.50. If the person is making $2, now, okay, we can't leave the price at $1.50 we still have to make our money off the back side. So now the hamburger is $3. And that's how it goes. Some people know that. Some people don't. And that's the truth of the matter. Nothing matters. We're all still stuck in the same spot. Raise the wages. That's fine. We're going to raise the price of the product. Compensate. And they probably even throw in an extra few more pennies just to make a little more off the back end of it. You know, it's treacherous. So the only person that benefits from this $15 an hour job working in a fast food restaurant, which was never designed to be a career job, is the kid that's sitting at home still going to school with his parents, you know, he has no bills or she has no bills, no nothing to pay for. So they benefit, which is cool, but they're not going to do nothing with their money. They're not going to save it up. They're going to buy dumb shit. 
like PS5 games, Nintendo Switch games, and whatever, vape. <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. And it's not a bad thing because I'm all for it. You want to play, play, you know, you want to be on the, the PlayStation, be on PlayStation Network. I'm with you because I'm on that motherfucker my damn self. You want to go out and you want to vape? Ah, shit, cool. I smoke cigarettes. So I don't blame you. But at the same time, the people at home, as I was saying, they're the, you know, the, the kids, the teenagers are the only ones that's going to benefit. But they're not even going to benefit. They're just going to take their money and spend it on dumb shit instead of saving it up to where when it's time for them to go into the next step, they can go and finance their apartment or maybe buy their car that they want. You know what I mean? Instead of taking the hand-me-down car from the parent, be like, shit, man, I would love to have me a new Challenger. Maybe not a new one, but I'd like to get my hands on a Challenger. Well, you're sitting at home. You can here. You can start working at 15. You know, you get your license at 16, uh, 17. You know, you go to college. The plan is you go to college at 18. You want to take a year off and just chill. Okay, you go to college at 19. So you got from 15 to 19. That's four years. I don't know what a used Challenger is worth, and I ain't talking about you know none of the SRT type stuff. Just your base one. It's still a challenger and it's cool. And it's appealing to someone like that. And, you know, if it's me as a youngster, I'm like, shit, I'll buy that. Then I'll find me a wrecked ass Hellcat or Demon Red Eye, whatever you want to call it. And I'll swap motors and shit out. And I'll have that shit. You know what I mean? So anyways, let's just say they're not thinking like that. And they just say, I want a challenger. And you can just the base one just to have the Challenger because I ain't going to lie. I'm a Chevy man, but that Challenger, it looks pretty cool because it, it's the closest rendition of the old school car, the retro car. That's the closest rendition that I've seen. You know, they try to do it with the Mustang and it, it was close. The Camaro's nowhere near it. Um... I know Chevy's tried to do a couple of things like the SSR, the little truck. It was supposed to resemble a round body. Yeah. Then they had uh, the HHR, which was supposed to resemble a round body Suburban. You know what I mean? So it didn't work. I know Plymouth, you know, they they did that. What is that Roadster that they made? I can't even think of the hell. The Prowler. The Prowler. That was a that was a sweet looking car. And that's one of the cars that is it's pretty timeless. Like, you know, it looked like a roadster. It looked like an old roadster. You know what I mean? The Prowler was pretty badass. So they've always had this kind of, uh, you know, this niche for this retro styling thing nobody else has been able to replicate that uh, dodge has done a good job with that especially with the challenger because it looks like the old challenger it does it really does uh, at a glance you're like oh and then you're like oh that's a new one but still it looks similar to it's the closest rendition of an old school car and yeah man so back to my story <laughs> You know, you got a kid, and he wants this Challenger. He's sitting at home. He's 15. He's flipping burgers. Four years. Hits college. If he saves his money and don't spend it all on the PlayStation Network, which, by the way, I love PlayStation, you know, he should be able to go out and buy the Challenger. But no. These kids that I know, they're not going to do no shit like that. Oh, they're mini balling. You know what I mean? You got $15 an hour. You're going to hit the mall. Buying the latest Jordans, latest Adidas. You know, you're going to throw on you some champion gear. You're going to get fresh. You're going to blow your money. And in the end, when it's time for them to get out on their own, 
They ain't gonna have shit. Because the clothes and all the gear and all the shit you bought this year, guess what? Next week, that shit's played out. Now you need new shit. So you can't wear that shit you bought in May and July. <laughs> oh, man. So I don't know, man. I hope there's hope. For for the youngster, man, if you're a youngster and you're listening to this and you're 15 years old and you got you a job flipping burgers and they're paying you 15, 16 dollars an hour to do that shit. Best thing I can say to you is, man, don't worry about trying to keep up with the Joneses as us old heads say, save your money. Get something that's worth some money. And continue on. Don't get caught up in the hype, man, because the hype ain't worth a damn. You know what I mean? So hopefully somebody out there is like, you know what? This dude's right. I don't know who the hell he is, but he's talking some good shit. He's true. Maybe I ought to do that, you know, because uh, I always try to talk to the little ones, my kids, and tell them, you know, hey, do this and you do this. and And then, you know. They'll do sometimes they'll do what the hell I say and sometimes they want to do it their own way. And that's cool because that's how you learn, you know, and sometimes doing shit their own way worked out for them. And that's cool, too. So I don't like I told you guys, man, I don't have all the answers. I don't know nothing. I just know what I know. But what I do know is this. If I'm a teenager Working at a fast food restaurant, getting $15 an hour with no bills because I'm living with mom and dad. Or maybe I'm just living with mom or maybe I'm just living with dad. Either way, you get what I'm saying. You're staying at home. You have no bills. You have no bills in your name. Don't create no bills for yourself. Save your money. And then use this time to evaluate what's going on around you in the world take that money and do something right with it get that challenger (laughs) don't get the jordans because you're going to be walking for the rest of your fucking life you want to get a new pair of jordans every time they come out and you want to get everything else you know you want all the swag to match your shit that's cool but guess what It's going to take you forever to get to the city from here and a pair of Jordans when it could take you 30 minutes to get to the city if you had that challenger. I don't know. So, yeah, guys. The whole, uh, I'm out here sanding and just spread me out some some, uh, filler, some Bondo. And it's looking okay. Like I say, once again, for those of you who are following along, you know the, the process that we're going through right now with this truck. And we are looking pretty good. I'm looking down the side of it. And it's looking pretty good. I'm actually uh, happy with what I got going on. There's a, a few spots here that I see that I need to fix up. And then, of course... I'm getting all this knocked down because I'm ready to go into the guide coat. You know, spray me a guide coat of of primer on here. And then that's going to reveal high spots, low spots. And then we'll know from that point where to fill and where to sand back and level everything out. You know, I build these things. I'm not building show vehicles, although they do appear in, in a lot of shows around here. But they're not specifically built to be in shows. I'm not out there chasing trophies. It's fun to go to the car show, let people see the stuff that I've built, and they're like, cool, man, that's dope. You know what I mean? And then if you win a trophy, cool. But if you don't win a cro, you know, if you don't win a trophy, cool. You know what I mean? It's like shit. Somebody else's shit was better than yours. Who cares? Right. It's all to me, to me, it's like. It's fun going out there just displaying what you can do and you get people that come up to you and be like, yo, man, hey, you got a shop or 
hey, what do you charge to do this? Hey, could you weld this? Or could you do this for me and this and that? And that's that's cool because that's showing a sign people respect your work. And that's the cool thing when people's like, damn, that truck's dope. You, you think you'd like to sell it? I'd be like, no, nah, man, sorry, man, it ain't for sale. That's like the biggest compliment you can get from doing shit. Somebody asking you if you want to sell your shit. That's like the biggest compliment. Hey, how much would you take for that? I'm like, nah, man, it ain't for sale. You know, now don't get it twisted, though. Motherfucking say the right money. Shit, and some bitch is gone. Because <laughs> I ain't about money. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if you offer me some shit that you'd be a damn fool to turn down, then, you know, so, yeah, I will sell some shit. You know, I've sold them in the past. But, you know, that's not my focus. I don't build things to sell them. And I don't build things to uh, go out and, and win trophies with. You know, I build them because I like building. And that's pretty much it. It just so happens that there's car shows. And the vehicles that I build, we can enter in car shows. And it's just to display your stuff. And I take pride in doing it is because I built this shit. And that's not against anybody that doesn't build their vehicle. That's fine. Because there's a whole lot of circumstances as to why a person can't build their own vehicle. I'm not anything special just because I can build a fucking truck. You know, that ain't shit. But it's the point of I did build my own shit and people like my shit and they award me for building my shit. That's what makes it cool. It doesn't make me any better. It just gives me that, you know, that sense of pride. Like, man, that's cool. I want a trophy because somebody appreciated what I did. And then it's like, man, that's cool. Somebody wanted to offer me a lot of money for something I built. Holy shit. You know what I mean? And I imagine that's probably how, you know, some of these shops that are big time got started out. Somebody was doing custom shit, whatnot. Somebody seen it. It's like, hey, man, hey, we mind you. How would you like to do this for me? They do it. Comes back dope. The guy's enjoying it. Takes it to his buddy. Hey, man, check this out. That motherfucker down there did this. What? He tells the next guy. He comes in. He starts getting jobs that way. And then all of a sudden, now there's this big such and such customs. You know what I mean? And everybody knows them. But they started off like all of us in our garage, in our backyard, in our driveway building just keeping at it having fun and building something that's unique something that's different that people are like wow that's cool but that's the other thing about it though it's kind of like the gimmicks you know i don't do gimmicks you know you i could go on and i could start doing dumb shit on my youtube channel and just to pull people in to watch. But here's the thing with that. You start doing gimmicks. You got to continue doing gimmicks. And then when the gimmicks run out, guess what? The people run out because you're not doing nothing that's going to amuse them. So then you're nothing without a gimmick. You just become a gimmick. You're, you know, you're a joke. Gimmicks. I don't, I don't do gimmicks. And that's why I like you guys. Because from day one, I ain't never had a gimmick. It's just straight up my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you guys are like, he's cool. Fuck, I'm going to watch what he's doing because he's talking true shit. And that's how I roll. All that old gimmicks and blowing shit up and doing this and doing that. I ain't into all that gimmick shit because like I just said, when that shit run out, what do you got then? If you can't pull people in to to check you out and like the podcast to listen to you you know talk your stories talk your shit then what do you got you're faking if you got to have a gimmick man i ain't into that dumb shit man and i hate seeing that shit i ain't gonna lie to you i hate seeing all the man 
It's just nonsense. People doing dumb shit just to get attention, just to get people to watch them and shit. Uh, man, fuck that. I don't know. And I know y'all feel the same way. That's why you listening to my ass. Because y'all ain't into that gimmick shit either. You need no damn gimmicks. This is real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might be funny. See somebody do some dumb shit, whatever. But I mean, for real, you want to sit there and watch somebody do dumb shit all day? That means you're going to go out and do some dumb shit because you've seen this dumb shit doing dumb shit. Man, fuck the dumb shit. I know I'm on a tangent. This is kind of off the rails from my normal shit, you know. <laughs> but, you know, as I get in depth, you know, more and more into doing the podcast and more and more of doing videos and more and more of doing what I do, you know, I start to do more and more of my own shit. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. You guys know, man, like those of you that's actually been up close and personal with me, you know, you know, how I'm talking now and how I act all throughout all the YouTube and Instagram and Facebook shit. That's how I am for real. There ain't no gimmicks. It's cut and dry. There is no gray. It's black and white. And I don't mean black and white like white motherfuckers, black motherfuckers. I'm talking about there is no gray. There's a right and there's a wrong. You know what I'm saying? There is no in-between. And the in-between is the gray, and the gray is the gimmicks. And we don't do no gimmicks. We just like to build vehicles and have fun. Go out, test them out, you know, spin a little tires and burn a little rubber. Let's go have fun, man. Hit up car shows, hang out, hang out with each other, talk shit. And then at the end of the day, go home and start working on the next project. You know what I mean? But I was coming in here just to say what's up. I'm adding uh, the other little podcast to the podcast channel. I need to edit them. Yeah, like I said, a couple of them are lengthy. You know, I get into conversations, especially when I start talking to family members. You know, we shit, man. We start going down memory lane, reminiscing. And it's like, ah, and there's so much cool stuff, so much cool content that it's like, oh, man, but you can't have. Well, I guess you can. I guess I could do whatever I want. Like I can I got unlimited space on the host site to where I could post a two hour podcast if I wanted to. But I don't think you would want to listen to to my ass for two hours straight. You know, I try to keep them down to 45 minutes or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I just have fun doing this shit. I encourage anybody that wants to be a guest on the podcast man hit me up there ain't nothing to be afraid of man come on here and talk your shit i'm nobody i'm i'm nobody man just i just like talking to people hear their story and talk about like where they came from and how they got into being an enthusiast of automobile i you know i'm not here to judge you I'm not here to talk shit about what you're doing or what you're building or what products you're building, you know, or what products you're using. I can give two shits. If they're having fun, that's pretty much what matters to me. And you're, you're building and you're, you're sharing with a, a community, you know, how you're going about doing things. And you're, you're, you're just having fun. You're enjoying it. You're not on an agenda to say you're better than the next person. You know, or you're faster than the next person. That's cool. There's always somebody that's going to be fast. And then there's always going to be somebody that's going to be faster. You know, that's just what it is. So I don't really give a shit how fast you are. Or how cool shit you build. If you're building, that's cool to me. You don't have to be the best builder you don't have to be the fastest rider or driver or any of that shit. Mediocre is cool with me because I'm just a mediocre motherfucker. Like, I appreciate what you guys can do because I come from that shit. Like, I'm right there with you. I'm putting my hands on shit. I'm building shit. I'm doing my thing. I know the struggles of building a vehicle, whether it be on a budget or or an unlimited budget if you got the unlimited budget and you're actually building. 
to have an unlimited budget and send your shit off to be built. There's no stress in that except for, hey, man, when is my shit coming? When is my shit coming? Because if you got unlimited funds and you send it to somebody, you want your shit back tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, again, though, I don't knock anybody that has unlimited funds and then can send their shit off to these shops and have, you know, one-off shit built. That's cool. Cool. There's a There's a genre for that. You know what I mean? And that's cool if that's what you can do. But, you know, us out here that's out here on the grind, you know, building, like, you know, my ass, you know, I got a nine to five. Then I come home, I do a nine to five. And I be out here, shit, man, sometimes till 2.30 in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, and get my ass up at 6.45 to get my kids on the bus, then go to work at 7.30 till five o'clock in the evening come home eat dinner back outside busting ass getting this shit done and the only reason why is because i'm not getting paid for this shit it's because i like to do it it's the only reason why i do this shit it's because i like to do it and there is an agenda with this truck because this is going to actually be the patina code shop truck which it's going to house all my vending products in it. But at the same time, I enjoy doing it. It's not because the people and the companies that I'm working with are paying me to do any of this shit. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And I want to have something that's going to represent the companies as well as represent my small business to the fullest. And something when like when they see it, and when this thing is done, it'll be like, damn, that's dope. That's all, you know, but that's all it is. I enjoy doing it. And that's it. I think if you can find joy in doing any shit, man, you might have other hobbies. You might like to play golf. I like to play golf. I got a whole set of hybrid Cleveland golf clubs. I ain't played golf in a year and a half. I used to be decent at it, but I ain't been out there in so long, man. I done fell off, I'm sure. But yeah, you could play golf. That could be your main hobby. You know what I'm saying? But if you're building, cool. You know, you got people that bowl. You have people that their their hobby is yard work. Some people like to have an immaculate yard. Looking like it's a golf course. You know what I mean? Have all the flowers and the shrubs trimmed up, looking nice and tight. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that shit. But the reason why you would do that shit is because you enjoy doing it. You know, you have to want to do a certain thing. To be good at it, you have to want to do it. I'm pretty good at building. I'm not the greatest. I'm good at it because I do it every day. And there's always, always room, more than enough room for me to get better. By no stretch of the imagination am I great at what I do. I'm good at what I do as far as building because I took upon the understanding of how to do it. And yeah, I know that shit, man, down the street, there's people that's building things and they can build way better than I can. They can do all the old custom rolled fender cool shit that I want to do, but I haven't done yet because I haven't taken it upon myself to learn how to do it. And even if I try to learn how to do it, maybe I won't be good at it. And I'd be okay with that. But the bottom line is, the point is, Do your best at your shit. Keep at it. Spend your stimulus money on your hot rod and have fun. <laughs> I mean, for real. It's all that it's about is fun, man. You guys, I'm just, I don't know. I just don't like when people get so stuck on trying, you know, they almost end up develop, developing. Uh, 
like an anxiety over their vehicle. And it's not that serious, you know. If you're not building it for XYZ top brand company and it has to be done by whatever day, why are you worried about it? Just take your time, build your shit, have fun. Because you never know, that might be the last vehicle that you build. You might, after you get done, you might be like, man, fuck that shit. I ain't building no more shit. And then that's cool. You just take the shit that you built and you run the piss out of it. But when it breaks and something goes wrong, at least you'll know where, you know, that piece goes back onto it at. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's my message for today is to have fun. And one of the things that I was coming on here to talk about, because we're about to wrap this up. Because it's getting kind of late here. And I'm supposed to be sanding on the firewall of this truck. Tomorrow. And this is all happenstance, man. And it was pretty cool. So I'm going to tell you the short story. And then you know, we're going to get out of here. And I'm going to sand for probably another 45 minutes. I got to get ready for tomorrow. So tomorrow, for those of you who's been listening to the podcasts, you know, the last podcast that we had up here was the one when it was titled I was on the radio. So if you've listened to that podcast, you already know I was on a guest on this radio talk show. And in the beginning, when we started the show, the guy's like, hey, man, by the way, you know, you got a good voice for radio. And I was like, hell, maybe I ought to come up there and get a job. I was just messing around. I was talking shit. I was just being me. You know, happy-go-lucky, you know, just talking shit, you know, setting the tone for the shit. And uh, dude's like, yeah, man. Well, after we went off the air, it's like, yo, <laughs> hit this guy up. So there I go. I hit this guy up. I say, yo, man, I was just uh, interested in doing some of the announcing. I wasn't, you know. That's all I wanted to do. Just do a little announcing on the air, you know. I didn't care about being on there all the time, being a DJ and all that. That's cool and all, but I got a job, you know what I mean? And dude's like, yo, we got a few spots here at the station. You know, we can put you in one of them, you know. Now we're going to have to get you, you know, groomed, so to speak, you know trained up you know you're gonna have to learn how to work the board you know you work your way up and this radio station has uh another radio station which is on the am side so basically i'd be like in the minor leagues right i'd be in the am side of things learning how to work and perform tasks at the radio station and i was like shit that's cool I said, I ain't trying to be like all up on the air and whatnot. Like I said, I just wanted to be, uh, you know, do some announcements, read the announcements, you know, stuff like that. And you can do that from the house, you know, and you submit it back to them. They do what they do with it. And then they kick you a check is what I'm thinking, you know. Uh, So tomorrow, I'm going up to the radio station and to have an interview. Now, what I'm interviewing for, I'm not certain. But I'll let you guys know what all happens. If you're following me on Instagram, I'll make a video of the, you know, what all's happening. But right now, I told them, you know, I was like, if somebody comes along and they have experience in broadcasting and whatnot, give them the job because I have a job. I do not need a job. I just would like the experience and I'm grateful for the chance to come up there and learn how to do something, something that's viable. You know what I mean? So he's like, you know, what? that's a good attitude. Uh, you know, cool. I'll see you. It's the day I want you to come. I was like, all right. So that day is tomorrow and go up there. We're going to do the interview and you know me. I'm going to be me. Yeah, I probably won't be cussing and all that. You can't do all that shit. You know, you're talking to somebody that's basically holding your fate in your hand, right? <laughs> but, I mean, 
just because I say I don't need a job doesn't mean that I wouldn't want the job. For one, you know, well, you're going to bring in a couple extra dollars, which is cool. Plus, you're getting a chance to learn something that's like a skilled trade, right? So I'm going to be getting paid to learn how to work the board and all this stuff at a radio station. And I didn't have to pay for any type of schooling to do that. It's pretty much a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Because I can guarantee you this. I can guarantee you this. If I wanted a job at the radio station, I wouldn't be able to get one. You know what I mean? It's just like everything else. Everybody wants a million dollars. But you're not going to get it. You know what I mean? But if the opportunity is there for you to have a million dollars... You're going to take it, right? Same thing. So I looked at it that way. I was like, man, if I wanted to work there, I wouldn't be able to get in the door because you'd have probably so many people that have experience that would get the job before you would. I wouldn't even think about putting in an application to work at a radio station being as I don't have any experience. And somebody's offering me a job in something I know nothing about and talking like, yo, we have a spot we can put you in to perform various tasks and work your way up. I'm like, shit, I'm on my way. So with that said, guys, (laughs) I need to do a little bit more sanding. Then... Kind of have a look around everything. Make sure I'm satisfied with what that's got going on. Because tomorrow I don't have to go to my real job. Because I took the day off to go up to the radio station for an interview. To work at the radio station. Part time. Not full time. I'm not quitting my real job. It, you know, My real job is it's decent. It pays me good. So. Plus, I get to build my truck there when I got, you know, just not say build my truck, but take parts in there, do a little work and stuff. Once I'm doing, you know, done doing all the other little things that we got to do, and then I got time in the day. I go back there like right now I'm working on the doors and, you know, nobody cares. So I got my own little shop in the back and uh, it's like an unspoken word when something happens. Like, hey, little Denny, I need you to bring the welder up here and, and uh, weld these links and stuff, yada, 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 yada. And I go back there, get the equipment, put the shit back together, and then that's it, you know? So it's pretty cool, uh, my situation at my real job. But to work, uh, you know, maybe a Saturday night. And a Sunday afternoon at the radio station and learning and getting that experience and watching everything. It's going to be pretty cool. I think it is. So that's just a story that I want to tell you guys. And I'm going to get out of here. But here we go. Before we get out of here, I got to say that anybody building the 1947 to 1955 First series, 55 first series. Chevrolet Advanced Design pickup truck. You can get all sheet metal panel products made by LS Fabrication for 10% off by way of using patina code at checkout in the promo code section of their website. And, you know, you guys have been seeing me do this and using their panels and how everything's coming out. It's pretty dope. Take advantage of the promo code. Again, 10% off all sheet metal panel products made by LS Fabrication. Use promo code, patina code at checkout for all of the sheet metal panel products. If you're not aware of what the sheet metal products are, I'll give you a quick rundown. You have the firewall, the tow board, you have the radio delete, the gas fill delete, the vent cowl delete, 
the transmission tunnel which they consider that a sheet metal panel product and it's pretty dope i got one in my truck you guys the radio delete if you've got an ad that doesn't have the delete plate or doesn't have the radio they make a radio delete setup that will fit right in there on your truck you can get the inner kick panels it's a sheet metal panel product you can even get the battery door cover it's a sheet metal panel product made by ls fabrication all the sheet metal panel products made by ls fabrication you will receive 10 percent off by way of using patina codes promo code patina code at checkout on ls fabrication's website go check them out today they're my guys man they're my guys they show me much love i also want to mention to you that you can hit me up to be on this podcast send me a direct message through instagram or facebook through facebook messenger and just let me know that you want to be on the podcast and we'll make it happen man i'm looking for guests to come on and tell their story you don't have to be a super duper special builder to be on the podcast you're willing to come on share your story talk a little shit man this is place for you to be man so if anybody's out there listening and they know somebody that might want to do the podcast let them know if you want to have your ride featured on the patina code instagram page shoot me a direct message after you follow patina code at patina code on instagram <laughs> send me a few pictures of your ride give me some details on it you know the specs engine transmission all that stuff and tell me you know a little bit about the history of it if you like i'll get that posted up on the instagram page and i can tell you man like people like seeing the new members come in i can tell you right now there's one guy on there nfl fan Every time somebody comes on, he welcomes them to the Patina Code team. I look at Patina Code as a team. It's not a car club. It's just a team. It's a team of people that are sharing what they're doing on their ride. And that's awesome. That's what makes the Hot Rod community continue on. And there's a lot of young people I've seen at my car show just a couple weeks ago that were younger. And it was cool to see them involved and enthused in the whole hot rod thing. It was awesome because right now you got the whole thing going with the whole battery powered shit. You know, let's kill the fuel, you know. And when you get younger ones involved, they're like, yeah, battery's cool, but fuel cars are pretty much cooler right they make a sound you can see and hear the result of the horsepower <laughs> but anyway yeah guys so just hit me up man if you want to be a part of patina code man i enjoy you guys i enjoy doing these podcasts i'm just looking for some more guests to get on here and tell the stories you can hit me up on facebook and check out my YouTube series, So You Want to Build an AD. And we are building this truck that I'm standing right in front of right now, shooting this podcast. And it's a start to finish build on this truck. And we've made it quite a long ways. We have a lot of episodes up on things that I think that would be you know, pretty important to somebody that was wanting to build one of these trucks. So go check out that YouTube series. So you want to build an AD, hit up YouTube and type in patina code. Boom. There you go. It'll take you to the whole list of videos that we got up there on that YouTube channel, man. I appreciate you guys. If you really, really want to support patina code and you're a diehard patina coder, Hit up my online store and cop you a shirt. We got some Patina Code shirts out there, man. You know, I sold a few of them, you know, and it's doing good. It's doing good. And later on, we're going to add the other products that I can vendor for to 
the store website but right now all we have in there is the t-shirt so if you would like to have a patina code t-shirt check out my online store at patinacodellc.equid.com and it'll take you to my store site and you can see the variety of shirts that we have we have shirts for women as well hey i'm gonna get out of here i've been rapping to you guys long enough been on my tangent and i'll let you know the latest of what's been going on with me i haven't been too active on the old gram because there's been shit happening in the background that could potentially make things maybe be you know a little more than what they are now we'll just have to see we're gonna find out and i'll come back with a later on podcast to let you know exactly what all happened when i went to the radio station to do my my interview but i think that's pretty cool uh you know it's just cool even if i'm working aboard for two three four years who gives a shit i'm learning a skilled trade hell i could take that and go to another radio station and uh be like yo i worked here and i did this 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 so we'll see what's up with that i'm really just doing it for the experience it's kind of like when i was doing you know my first stages of building i was like i want to do 67 through 72 chevy trucks so that's what i went and bought i immersed myself in the 67 to 72 chevrolet c10 and learned everything about it that i could and then i you know started taking them apart breaking them all the way down to nothing and building them all the way back up from nut to bolt even you know cutting out the spot welds and re-welding everything back in like it should have been because i had factory assembly manuals and yada 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 like i said i immersed myself in the whole c10 build aspect of it and that's where i came from so i'm going to immerse myself in the communications which is working up at the radio station and maybe pick up a skilled trade hell maybe i could start my own radio talk show about hot rods that'd be dope all right guys i'm gonna get out of here thanks for listening Stay with me.